0: to the Love Heal Thrive podcast. I'm your host, Erin Gray, and I am so happy you are here. Today is the beginning of a four-part series playbook. So today we are diving into the physical energetic read of this guest and how hip pain, foot pain, arthritis, hand pain are all part of the same emotional theme. This is powerful, powerful work, and I'm so excited to share it with you. Let's get started. I am so excited and happy to bring this guest to you today. She is one of my most favorite human beings on this planet, and I have had more fun putting this playbook together, and I'm so excited to share the healing and the guidance for you and your family today. And I know it's going to help you, and I hope it's going to help all of our listeners out there too. So welcome. I'm so happy to have you here today.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Erin. I am so grateful for this opportunity. I'm I'm very excited. Yes. Thank you.
0: So we're gonna begin first with some of your physical ailments. I you know for for your listeners, I have my guests fill out a whole sheet of information and they have to take Enneagram tests and love Love language language. tests. (laughs) It's um, some homework. <laughs> it is some homework. But you know, but it didn't take
1: long. It didn't take long.
0: It didn't take long and I feel like this offers you such powerful guidance that especially when we can connect all the dots and put put everything together, it just provides clarity and direction for you in how to in, in the inner workings of you personally as well as your family. Yeah. Very so cool. do you mind sharing just a little bit of some of the physical ailments that you've been struggling with, what you feel comfortable sharing, sure. and um, and then we'll talk about all the emotional components and energetic components, more importantly.
1: Okay, sure. Well, currently, I guess the most recent ailment that I've experienced is this discomfort and pain in my right hip. It started last September, and I want to attribute it to my going back to exercising regularly, you know, <laughs> after three years off, pretty much, you know, during the pandemic. And, you know, I, I kind of went too hard on the first, you know, the first class back, you know, with the TRX class. And uh, yeah, it, and all of a sudden this, this pain appeared, whereas I can't even sit criss- crisscross applesauce without mm. feeling some discomfort in my right hip. And so anyway, so I've had it seen by um, an orthopedist Mm -hmm. and two orthopedists actually got second opinion and they both they both think it's arthritis setting in that was triggered by possibly my, you know, having exercised hard that one time. Which, uh, I don't know, it, it was very dis- disappointing to hear that my hip was the first spot that I would get arthritis. I fully expect that I would get arthritis, say, in my knee, my shoulder, you know, where I've had injuries, but mm-hmm. not there, because it affects a whole lot of things, you know, walking and sitting for a long time and things like that. So mm-hmm. so that's one. you want me to share another one?
0: Yeah, if you want what, to talk about your the other my, your yeah. foot. And then... Yeah, so
1: my foot, my left foot, I've had this for decades. Uh, it was diagnosed and confirmed by, again, two docs, uh, that it's a Morton's neuroma. It is a thing that's out there uh, you know, that affects the nerve that's in between my third and fourth toe, sort of at the ball of my foot. Mm-hmm. It used to be, for decades, I would step out of bed. My first placement of the foot onto the floor was when I would feel the shooting pain up my mm-hmm. um, left leg, at left calf. But then once that... You know that came and went. That was it. I I didn't feel it again for the rest of the day. But mm, I'd say over three years ago, four four years ago maybe was when it became a twenty four seven issue. Mm -hmm. So now, as long as I wear shoes, even inside the house, wear you know supportive slippers, then I don't feel that pain. But if I were to walk barefoot on hard surfaces, Mm -hmm. that's when I feel it. Mm -hmm. So that bums me out too because just like doing yoga. Mm-hmm. You know, and you mm-hmm. want to be in your bare feet and right. you can feel that pain. And you so, almost
0: have to be in your bare feet for yoga. <laughs>
1: right, 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 right. Or, or other things. There's just walking barefoot, I don't know, just out. I mean, on sand, it's it's sort of okay, but it's on a sur- hard surface. So mm-hmm. it's a 24-7 issue mm-hmm. you now.
0: hmm I'm so sorry that you are struggling with that. And I'm so excited to maybe lend just maybe a different perspective. Hmm on why and how energetically that may be showing up. So hmm. remember, our bodies are 99.9% energy. Mm-hmm. So when we can and our thoughts trigger our emotions, our emotions move our energy, and our, then our energy manifests physically. So when we can reverse engineer from that physical presentation to the energetic presentation, to the emotional presentation, Presentation to the thought initiation. Hmm. Oh, I love that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then, then we're able to get to that root cause of things. Okay. So the arthritis was was new in the in the write up piece, but so we're going to talk first about uh, the hip, and then I may read from this book. Okay. Um, so this everything that I'm pulling from is from this. Uh, and I'll put a link down below, but it is this workbook that is the compilation of multiple different sources. He has probably like thirty different sources, mm-hmm. some of which include Louise Hayes mm-hmm. um Healing. I love this workbook, but it's not always. <laughs> he's not always the kindest. I try to I try to just pull. The summary of it because I feel like sometimes his wording isn't always the kindest but there was one thing in here that (laughs) that comes off not very nice but it was his phrasing but I we could discuss it
1: I can totally take it (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready
0: this is what I love about us we are so transparent and so uh yes so good okay so pain in the right hip. So since September, so mentally for this, I want you to go back and think about what was happening in September, what was going on in September for you personally, And as we talk about this. So for this in particular, think back to September. Okay. And so it says, fear of going forward in major decisions because they feel so unbalanced and because they feel there is nothing to move forward toward. Feel they are living unbalanced life and are unable to forward thrust. The fear of misuse of power and strength. So the right hip exclusively, the right side of our body is masculine. So this could lean more toward the men in your life. So I know you have Mm -hmm. an amazing husband and two sons. So conflicts about how to go about connecting and fitting into the world concerns and confusions about how to be non intimately sexual. So what I think is so interesting about this, I have so many clients who uh, have been older women who have had hip surgeries, or that I've, you know, there was one client that I had, that she came to see me like three weeks before her hip surgery and we did reiki we did hypnotherapy I did a somatic healing on her Mm. and then we actually were able to get her hip to not hurt anymore (laughs) without the surgery well she then proceeded with the surgery but I was like um because like Mm. a day or two later the pain came back and I was like okay but these are patterns that have been instilled in your body for a very long time. So like we were actually able to remove the pain, but, you know, it came back a couple days later. So then she ended up feeling like she needed to go have the surgery. But if we can look at this and think of this as energetic patterning within the body, that's just asking our pains and our ailments are just our bodies and our souls asking for us to pay attention and think differently, do differently, you know, live differently. And so I think this is very interesting because a lot of older women have hip challenges, um, but to understand and know how important it is to just be comfortable with less intimacy as as we age, our desires shift and change, and to to have this comfort level with that, I think is so important. I, I'm so happy this is on this podcast, because I think it is so important for women and men. Um, you know, if you are struggling with hip pain, are you in this place in, in this relationship where you may be struggling with intimacy? And intimacy is not just physical, it mm-hmm. is also emotional. So and both are required. So physical intimacy and emotional intimacy So, you know, looking at what's underneath the frustration, what's underneath the anger and having that conversation that when anger arises or frustration arises, like we are more often than not hurt, sad, afraid, confused, you know, feel inferior. Very rarely is it actually anger. If we peel the anger back, Mm -hmm. it is one of those one of those emotions. And as we begin to share those emotions, we then have more intimacy and feel closer mm-hmm. and and feel more able to move forward, feel more connected, feeling more comfortable to feel connected. Um, the mm-hmm. childhood imprint to that says that they may have had a fundamental sense of non-meshing with things because they were trained that they may be the uh, the odd man out of the family or that they feel um, – he wrote misfit, but I don't mm-hmm. – that seems really mean, but maybe that resonates with you mm. within – so this was the childhood imprint um, mm. that's causing all of that, so – would, you like, to, I'm would nodding, you like to share? I know. Nodding
1: furiously here.
0: Here, I thought it was really mean to say that word, but then it's clearly resonating. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No,
1: I, yeah. I don't have a problem with misfit. I mean, I address I do,
0: because I love you so much. I don't want to <laughs> say that, but it's like, but this, honestly, this is such a good message for everyone. Like, when we can be honest and when we can be truthful, like, that's when we actually get to the real healing, like, to not shy away from it and hear. I love you so much. I want to shy away. And yet this is where the truth is, right? Like this is where the healing is.
1: Yeah. So yeah, with this last um, message about about the misfit message, what it brought up for me, especially when you say it goes back to childhood, is that since immigrating here at, at age nine from Asia, I have to say that I feel like I haven't always felt like I belonged. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Moving... Okay, so being Chinese and moving to a predominantly white area, Mm -hmm. I was one of four kids, you know, in my school growing up that were Asian, well, five, six, whatever. But, you know, one of them was my best friend and two of them were our brothers. (laughs) So, you know what I mean? So... And being in a room, being the only Asian person, I always felt like I stood out, you know, or I, or I just, I was different. So there's that. And then, okay, beyond college, oh, college I went to a school where there were plenty of Asians, but uh, just fast forward to more recent, oh no, no, let's just say even, even before I got married, because I met my husband late in life Mm -hmm. I was single for a long time Mm -hmm. and being the third the fifth, the seventh, ninth, thirteenth wheel at events Mm -hmm. you know, going on trips Mm -hmm. with six other couples and I was the thirteenth wheel, you Mm -hmm. know, like stuff like that where I would feel like the odd man out, watching all my best friends, you know getting married, having families and then feeling different than them because I was again in a different place than Mm -hmm. they were Again, okay. And fast forward to having, you know, getting married and and having kids late in life. All my peers were so much younger than me.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: know, and to to this day, I mean, obviously they're all younger than me. And so, feeling like I don't belong has always been a thing. Whether it just be my my ethnicity, right, in in this country, to to just where I was in mm, I mean, mm-hmm. in my life, you know, in, in my tra- tra- trajectory of, of of single to to married to having kids. Again, just kind of not aligned with my cohort that I grew up with. Mm-hmm. See what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that that's what it brought up for me. Misfit. I don't know. I, I wouldn't use that word, misfit, necessarily. <laughs> yeah. But just I that, I, that I just, yeah.
0: That But I, that I, not I then translated it as odd man out. Odd man out. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. and then your other comment about it was intimacy right Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: that brought up you know discussions that my husband and I have had more recently and so I know we're and was
0: that in September
1: Mm. Uh, it might have been a little later than that but I will say that my pain also um, got worse you know later I mean it wasn't like it wasn't super painful in September. It was only, you know, a couple months later that it maybe got more painful. Yeah, is there, is there a correlation? Possibly. Uh, and it has to do with us talking about being, f- trying to feel closer to each other.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That mm-hmm. since having kids, you know, as you mm-hmm. know, right, we, you know, my my number one priority ends up being the kids, even though I know intellectually, Mm -hmm. you know, that Mm -hmm. it should be my husband's, because we have to be the base,
0: Mm -hmm. right,
1: for Mm -hmm. the rest of the family to be um, standing on. But despite that, you know, I'm putting out the fires, the daily fires, the hourly fires, you know, that that are happening Mm -hmm. with the family. So my focus ends up being on the kids, mostly, and less on him, Mm -hmm. right? And so he has come to me to say, hey, you know, I really want to feel closer to you, Mm. And so, how do we do that? And so, we, we've we've been trying to deal with that. Now, do we talk about it all the time? No. Now, we probably could be, you know, talking about it more for us to really heads towards a solution. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I think we're working on it, and so there are mm-hmm. things that we're doing to to try to be mm-hmm. closer. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and I think today's playbook is going mm. to offer so many easy, simple solutions for you to understand how he is thinking Mm -hmm. and and also how, yeah, like how to better communicate that you do feel connected and closer. Mm -hmm. And before we move on to the foot piece, I just want to, I just pulled this Mm -hmm. from the book. And it said, I mean, there's a whole sheet here, um, but I'm just going to pull Uh, again remember right side is masculine Mm -hmm. left side is feminine and so the right side that is for arthritis says no one was ever there for them and since they felt that everything that went down was their fault they also felt they didn't deserve anyone to be there for them bottom line Hmm. and so i think part of that feeling like the odd man out feeling like you know uh, feeling like that odd man out. And then, you know, I think the healing to that is also understanding that even if we feel like we are separated, we are all one, we are all connected, and we project onto others how we feel. So as we want to feel connected to someone, we find and seek out the ways that we are connected to people or have similarities to people. And as we feel that within ourselves and wh- how we feel connected within ourself, we then project that onto the person that we're with. hmm Okay. So regarding the Morton's neuroma, uh, which, so you said you had this starting three years ago.
1: N- no, I've had the actual Morton's neuroma diagnosed decades ago, but for it to be 24-7... Right, was yeah, three it was three, four, yeah. Okay. It was before the pandemic.
0: Okay. Which is going to be so fascinating. So oh. it's like I almost want to like rush through this part because I want to get to the energy part mm. <laughs> because energy is the common denominator. Of course. <laughs> so uh, fear of the future and afraid to step forward in life. Mm. Confusion about themselves and about other people in life. They prefer to stick where they are rather than make a mistake afraid to move forward. So similar to the hip, this afraid of moving forward. Mm. Left side of the body represents the feminine. So you as a woman, afraid to move forward. Mm. Um, The foot represents our understanding of ourselves, of life, and of others. And then I I combined each of these things um, together. So nerve pain itself is warning about not stepping over the line of self-commitment and self-manifestation and the childhood imprint around this nerve pain is a resultant of intense keep them around the homestead programming so like you know kind of this kind of this codependency kind of not not wanting them to leave you know which i mean you could educate me on if that's a cultural mm. expectation too or not mm-hmm. that 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 might be interesting to to look at. I'm not sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think in the Chinese culture, that just, yeah, that speaks to the Chinese culture. I mean, I think family, super, super important. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: especially my mother probably wanting me to stay close is, uh, yeah. I mean, I think it would be important to her. In fact, if If the topic of moving, even currently, ever came up, like I can't even imagine doing it while Mm -hmm. she's still alive, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And I mean, to the Chinese and specifically in China, like I I wasn't born in China, but having children is like your social security. (laughs) That literally is. And and that's why they want boys. Mm -hmm. Because the boys will stay with you. The girls get married away. See, so having boys is so important to Chinese families mm. so that they have a means of being taken care of in their old age. Mm. So, yeah, culturally, for sure, that's a, yeah, yeah stick around, You're right. gonna stick around for your family.
0: Right. Yeah. That's so interesting. And, and I think it's a beautiful thing. I think, you know, our family, our family line affects us energetically, whether or not they're, here Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) so i think having them physically present i think is such a beautiful blessing and the way it's intended to be Mm -hmm. um because energetically they're affecting you anyway (laughs) Mm -hmm, (laughs) so mm -hmm. but i think understanding this allows us to witness this experience rather than embody the experience Mm -hmm. so i think uh, going through this like i we don't we don't need to change anything we don't have to change anything i think just becoming aware of Mm -hmm, all of this mm -hmm. allows it to become a witnessed experience so that then you can live in your wholeness in your entirety but witness okay right all right my hip person okay right that that's that thing Mm -hmm. and then it's like we recognize that we are this wholeness oneness of divine energy Mm -hmm. Choosing to have had this human experience, and we can then begin to witness that human experience and live in this totality of divine energy that that isn't broken. Does that mm-hmm. does that make sense? Totally, yeah. And okay. I
1: mean, it's the whole thing about my my own self awareness journey too,
0: mm-hmm.
1: becoming self aware of just everything you know um, in in my life. Has been such a gift, mm. and and in in healing and in learning.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we're going to talk about that in mm. a little bit. It has been the best thing for you. <laughs> I mean, it is for anyone. Yeah, um, but you specifically, oh, yeah, yeah, based yeah. on your destiny card, mm. like I mean, it's incredible. Okay, mm. cool. And then we have so many things to talk about. <laughs> um, okay, so nerve problem represents communication disruption of the flow of communication in the form of input deflecting or expression suppression so again thinking about this from when that nerve pain started three years ago but also decades ago and i would actually suggest that it may be even farther but we're going to talk about that mm. in a little bit as a As a result, the flow of information transmission, action initiation, and behavior facilitation has been derailed, freaked out and distrusting of the universe, and that they have to be on red alert, hands-on control of everything. So a new thought here is, I communicate with ease and joy. But so communication here in and of itself is, you know, interesting because even with the hip, you were saying that you were starting to have different communication, you're trying to seek out ways to connect more. Connect. Did you mm-hmm. feel like, though, in that process that you are only providing information transmission and action initiation and maybe not as much emotion in that process? Like, are are your conversations more transactional than mm. emotional?
1: Mm. Interesting. Yeah, maybe, actually, because... It's like okay, I know that I need to do this again. Intellectually, mm-hmm. I know A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. This is what I should do. A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. You're saying, am I feeling mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. Huh? Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Something to think about. Yeah, because it's it's possible that I'm I'm uh, I know transactionally what I should do, mm-hmm. but am I really putting my emotions behind it? My my feelings behind it yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's possible that i'm not so much
0: Mm -hmm. and we're gonna we're your enneagram uh guidance will Hmm. will echo that Mm -hmm. as well okay so uh neuralgia is also nerve aches Mm -hmm. so no self-forgiveness and no self-trust with the result that they feel they deserve um punishment out of continuously guilt continuously guilty feelings in anguish over their communication difficulties with other people and about their situation. So, childhood imprint, they received very little love as a child, and what there was a very conditional and interspersed heavily with guilt, induction, and shaming. So, a new thought is I forgive myself, I love and approve of myself, I communicate with love. Hmm. Yeah,
1: interesting. Now, I wouldn't necessarily say that I didn't feel love as as a kid. Mm -hmm. But one thing, I mean, I I know my parents loved us fiercely. Mm -hmm. And it was shown to us, too. You know, it may be atypical for um, stoic, stereotypically stoic, you know, Asian Mm -hmm. uh, people, especially the men. But uh, the concept of shame and, what was the other one? Shame and... Guilt? Guilt. Yes, yeah, guilt. shame and guilt. Felt that all my life. <laughs> I mean, I even I even joke about how... Because you know what? I can see that now, having mm-hmm. my own kids. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, I was conditioned maybe mm-hmm. to compare and, mm-hmm. you know, things like this, which, mm-hmm. in, again, intellectually, I know is not the right thing to do. But uh, I've been conditioned to kind of do that. And so now that I'm super self-aware of it, I, I don't do it anymore, of course, but I also then see it when my mother points out something that is, a sh- you know, shame-related, mm, right? Mm-hmm. Because then I go back right to child and go, no, 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 no please don't shame me for that. Mm. Now, now I will kind of, I, I won't you know, quote, unquote, fight back, my, meaning I will right. speak up, whereas as a kid, no way I would have right. said anything. Right. And so that actually currently contributes to some of the uh, tension, yeah, between us. Mm-hmm. It's because mm-hmm. I'm like, no, 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 I'm I'm not gonna feel shame for mm-hmm. this anymore, you know. Mm-hmm. But the whole idea of shaming the kid to make the kid do the thing you want them to do, I'm like, right.
0: no, that's not right. the way you parent, right. you know. Right, and
1: yeah, I totally felt that. Mm-hmm. And Again, all from love, though, right? right. Yeah, not it's right. not like they were doing it because they wanted us to feel bad. Um, no, well, and it's knows how I mean,
0: they were no, yeah, how absolutely. they were raised mm-hmm. and it's the pattern that Generation. they were yeah it was the pattern that they they knew mm-hmm. and you are such the shifter of pattern in your family line right i mean you study so much you learn so much you were doing things so differently it is it is a heavy weight to change and know that in doing so you sh- make shifts Seven generations mm. back and seven generations mm. ahead. So no mm. pressure. No. <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> <Yikes>. <laughs> But no, I mean, to know that mm. this is the type of impact that you are making on your family energetic mm. line is mm. huge. Mm. And, you know, when you know better, you do better. Mm-hmm. And it's so powerful. I'm so proud of you for recognizing, okay, there is this shame and I'm not going to let you do that. Anymore, mm-hmm, Right. And, mm-hmm. and again, wit- again, with the witnessing, going back to the witnessing, like recognizing, okay, this is how she's treating me. Um, this is how she was raised. sort mm-hmm. she doesn't know any better. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I can lovely, uh, lovingly say something. But at the same time, not taking it as personally, and also knowing that you are whole and complete within your own self, your own divine self. You don't need her non-shaming or love to mm-hmm, make mm-hmm. you whole and complete. She mm-hmm. gets to just be the chocolate syrup on top. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Okay, toe problems, difficulties in getting a grip on their grounding. <laughs> we are laughing because I have spent probably the last 5 years teaching this woman about grounding. <laughs> Oh, yeah.
1: And you even (laughs) caught me when I didn't do it right.
0: That's right. Actually, I write about that in my book, because uh, she thought that she was grounding a certain way. And then I shifted her technique. And then I saw her a couple weeks later, and her energy had completely shifted. It was amazing.
1: I literally thought it was just from your feet down.
0: Mm -hmm. And most people do.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this is helpful for any of your listeners is that if they think they're grounding just from their feet down into the ground, no. It's from their sacrum, right?
0: Uh, From from your pelvic floor, the first chakra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So grounding from the first chakra Mm. down into Mm -hmm. the center of the earth. It can go via the feet. It can Mm. go down the legs through the feet. Mm -hmm. But to really bring attention to that pelvic floor is really, really important. Right. As you know. <laughs> yes. I do it
1: every morning. I try to do it correctly every morning. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. I mean, that was like so amazing though, because you, that created such a shift in your mm-hmm. energy mm-hmm. is like amazing. Mm-hmm. And you, I remember it because you came in and you were like, yeah, I ground every single day. And I was like, what? Because like, no, you your energy was so unground. Well, I just know what it looks like. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and that, and that's what then prompted me to say show me what you're doing. Show, show me, show me what mm-hmm. you're doing. <laughs> and then, and then taught you what I do on, um, every week on my YouTube meditations. So go to YouTube <laughs> slash Aaron Gray. Um, but I teach that same grounding method to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was so funny cause it prompted me to be like, show me what you're doing. Let <laughs> me see. <laughs> okay. Uh, where were we? Oh yeah. Grip on grounding. <laughs> Uh, Direction and purpose in life. Uh, They have trouble integrating what's on their mind with the process of making things happen. Struggle with translating ideas, values and goals into plans, or don't want to be bothered with all the mundane details of handling things and translating impulses into effective productivity. Childhood imprint, they were competence undermined or motivationally distorted in such a manner that they now have trouble dealing with the details of life. It was either a keep them around the old homestead possessiveness, so again, that same codependency, or a dysfunctional incapacitation process or both. I can keep going because there's more other toes. So, mm-hmm. left middle toe issues concerning whether to express or release their creativity, sexuality, and life energy, or concerning in what areas and with what resources to do so. Uh, left fourth toe, because you said it was in between those mm-hmm. two toes, conflicts concerning whether to be involved in things like intimacy, efforting, requirements, authority issues, productivity, and the sacred connection or ambivalences and ambiguities as to what significant involvements to manifesting values, ethics, and motivational issues. Okay, and then inner spaces between toe problems. Problems regarding whether and how to retain, sustain, and maintain their resources for pragmatic manifestation on the daily operation and detail consideration. Child imprint. Their competence, confidence, or motivation undermined in this area by their family so that, in effect, they received skid row programming. So I think, uh, again, (laughs) his phrasing, not mine, but but I think what this is talking about is that the shaming to control, right? Mm -hmm. Like the shaming. Mm -hmm. So I I read this, and this is what I think is the Mm -hmm. undermining is more of the shaming to control Mm -hmm. or you know, or that codependency to, to kind of stay in place. And for the space in between the toes, I thought this was very interesting of translating the ideas into action, because Mm. I know you have a ton of like amazing ideas and you are always on the go. (laughs) Right. And I think to myself, like, how much more on the go you would be if you actually translated all the ideas that were in your head, like into manifestation, but at some point we have to prioritize, right? So Mm -hmm. I think, I wonder if, and again, there's a whole another energy part to this that we're going to about to talk about, but I wonder with the toe problems, was there something around that, the initiation of that pain where... There were so many thoughts in your head that didn't come to manifestation physically, or that you had wanted to bring together physically, or that you wanted to manifest. Um, again, if you can think back to initially when this started, um, and was there was there something that you had an idea about that you hoped to bring to fruition, but didn't? It never translated into material life.
1: Honestly, for when it first appeared, I don't know if I would remember, honestly, because only because it was so long ago, it was when I was still single. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But as you were talking, what came to mind was, again, in more recent years, in all my seeking, as you know, I'm a seeker, mm-hmm. and I gather so much information, I learn, I try to learn everything. But it's like drinking from the fire hose. Mm-hmm. I take in so much information and I'm like, oh, that sounds good. That, and specifically to parenting, because, mm-hmm. you know, two of our kids are neurodiverse or so-called considered neurodiverse. And so I, I'm, tr- you know, I'm thinking, oh, that, that sounds like a good um, tactic or this sounds like a good um, plan. But then putting it into practice mm-hmm. <laughs> is a whole other thing because I've got so much going on in my head of, of ideas, good ideas. But then putting a plan in place is—I'm uh, I'm not going to say non-existent because we do try, mm-hmm. but um, it doesn't seem as focused as it could be. As mm-hmm. if you said, like, I take that information, coalesce, f- you come up with a plan. Like I write it down, even you know, and mm-hmm. and then and try that, and then try it for a while, right? Because you can't just try something f- once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but then I—but then of course during that time I discover some other thing. I'm like, oh, that <laughs> sounds good. So. I almost sometimes feel like I need to stop seeking mm-hmm. as 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 much as I do like stop gathering that data
0: mm-hmm. and that
1: information um and uh go with what I know now
0: mm-hmm. and
1: and try to implement some of that right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so but as far as going back to when I first got oh boy I do not remember when that happened. it was That's definitely okay. we're gonna
0: we're gonna this is probably okay. a good time to transition into that okay um but i do think last week i talked on my podcast about as we are awakening we go through an incline where it's uncomfortable and we're learning and it's uncomfortable you know expansive in not the most comfortable way mm. and then we reach a plateau where this is the absorption period Mm, where we absorb (laughs) and we yeah and we find our new sea legs to our new energetic vibration Mm. because our seeking and our learning brought us to a higher vibration but Mm. then we need to get our sea legs in order to then ascend more from a grounded standpoint so i just think Right now you're all, you've been on a big incline <laughs> and your plateau is coming, right? Your plateau is coming. You will assimilate and absorb all of that information mm. and I think that you're going to be doing something I mean we've talked about this, but I think that you're going to do something really incredible in putting all of your amazing talents together to mm. then go help the world. Mm. I hope so. Yes, I know so. (laughs) Okay, so each of our energy centers, our chakras, Mm -hmm. have not only an outward expression that is themselves, but they have um, an organ attached to it, but they also have a work organ attached to it. So, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people talk about, okay, so my solar plexus, like my stomach hurts, okay, so, you know, it's my solar plexus, but that's, that's not entirely. There's mm. so many more clues mm. that our body and our energetic body offer us that help us to navigate and discern down to the actual root issue. Mm. All detailed in my book that's coming out okay. soon. <laughs> Can't wait. And me too. My meeting's tomorrow. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so our solar plexus itself is comes into formation between the ages of 14 to 21. And the work organ of this energy center is our feet and our legs. Hmm. So thinking back to 14 to 20, I mean, I know you said that you couldn't even remember, but my guess is it's actually farther back.
1: Yeah, that would be farther back.
0: Yep. So 14 to 21. And Our sense organ, so each of our senses is connected to one of our energy centers. So the sense organ is your eyes. So I have seen a tremendous number of people that have um, eye problems, but then they also have feet problems. And so when your feet began to uh, physically get your attention, Mm -hmm. begin uh, begin to bring pain to you, Was there something also that did you get classes at that time? Did you have floaters at that time? And then thematically and emotionally, this energy center is about our will. It's about pushing and forcing rather than allowing. It is about our ego. It is about uh, this this push, push, push. I'm going to make this happen kind of energy. Hmm. I know this is a really long time ago. That's a long <laughs> time ago
1: um, Awareness of feet issues. Th- th- that stood out to me when you you were talking. And because I'm looking at that age range and that would be high school. Well, I mean before high school, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I'm thinking high school mm-hmm. through college. And it was in high school that... This is back in the day where <laughs> wearing high heels was a thing. Oh, my goodness. I don't What was I thinking? But that was the fashion. That was the fashion. So I would be wearing high heels to, school, to high school and it would be uncomfortable. Right. It and now these so smart girls wear
0: Nikes to, yes. uh, to all the dancers. And pajamas.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. It's
0: like, why wasn't I
1: born at this time? No. Yeah. So it was so uncomfortable. And then, maybe you know, I I think throughout college too, I probably wore heels here and there. But I, you know, like is that? Well, again, that was that was what was uh, in fashion then.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: but I just I do remember feeling that wearing these high heels were painful on my mm-hmm. feet. That was when I first nope. noticed it. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see. And I'm, I'm trying to think of what else you said during that time. And,
0: and if it's also helpful to um, the gland connected to here is uh-huh. pancreas. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I have never really talked about sugar uh, sugar issues. Mm-hmm. But
1: Do I love sugar? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Probably had much too much of it too and when I was <laughs> younger. Yeah, honestly, that was the one thing that stood out to me was how I thought, I, again, in thinking back and realizing mm-hmm. what a silly thing that was to be wearing these massively mm-hmm. high heels mm-hmm. to school, right? Um, and recognizing how uncomfortable it was for my feet, right? Hmm.
0: So you can think about that. Yeah, we're okay. still not yeah. even done. No, I know we're so far
1: <laughs> from being done. Yeah, I,
0: um, I mean, even just with this specifically. Oh, <laughs> so um, so because it doesn't even end there. Oh
1: no. Um, okay.
0: So when we allow each of these signs to show us so the eyes the feet the legs the stomach right we then begin to know that this is the ego it is this will that we are forcing 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 something to happen you look like you're having an epiphany uh, yes okay i'm going to let you okay only pick the eyes, eyes onto okay me. <laughs> eyes
1: well wearing contacts was during that time going from yeah. glasses to contacts right okay and when you said ego fully Connected to my self image.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I
1: literally, I'm going to have to someday show you my um, like middle school <laughs> photos. Oh my goodness. Ugly duckling doesn't even begin oh, to explain no. why. Okay. But no, but then, you know, transitioning to wearing contacts and starting mm-hmm. to wear makeup and, you know, mm-hmm. just, you know, well, you know, that maybe every girl does this, right? But still, it, I felt like such. Uh, uh, you know, again, misfit, but you know, just didn't belong, and I was this ugly duckling, and then, and then, high school, I started transition. You know, again, started transition. I because the I showed up. <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but well, okay, okay. If I'm going to own it, by the time I got to college, okay, you know, mm-hmm. I was be I was being noticed.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's just say that,
1: and so it it far cry from yeah. fourteen. When I was mm-hmm. the ugly duckling mm-hmm. thick glasses you know mm-hmm. uh, was I wearing braces then uh, anyway, so that whole mm-hmm. thing right that whole mm-hmm. picture and then mm-hmm. to to college where I could make a somewhat of a clean break from from mm-hmm. growing up elementary school to high school right mm-hmm. with people that have known me since I was really little yeah to college when I was a new person right <laughs> so yeah, yeah for sure that. That. Yeah, that's what registers
0: yeah well and science shows us there is a direct link to uh, the gut brain axis so mm-hmm. not only is that connected scientifically it is also part of the energetic hmm. connection hmm. so in this example the louder the louder presenting energy is that of the third chakra Right. So you have the pain, the pain in the foot, (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you have the eyes and I don't know, do you have stomach problems? You didn't list them. Not
1: stomach. Not really. I I mean, I used to eat so fast that I would have stomach aches, Mm -hmm. you know, regularly. I don't really get those Mm -hmm. much anymore, but maybe because I've, you know,
0: Mm-hmm. I could monitor you that. Learn to know. I learned to not do that. Well, you yeah. learn to know that your food was safe. So mm-hmm. that comes from mm-hmm. a belief that your food is going to be taken away mm-hmm. or that you wouldn't have enough. And this this predates this is early childhood, no, this is childhood training. Yeah. This is early childhood training. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Huh.
0: So, with the gut brain axis though, the healing is not necessarily in the solar plexus as so much as it is um In the mind Mm. and the meditating, Mm. that will be. (laughs) Of course. It's not just me saying it. Okay. (laughs) So again, as well, sidebar. (laughs) Also for the last five years, I've been trying to get my friend here to meditate. (laughs)
1: It's, don't here, even stop. here and why, I, mean, yeah. mm-hmm. here
0: and why I, I had shared before earlier, which I don't think we did um, end up recording this, but I had told her that when you know someone so personally, because I'm so mm-hmm. close to her, that um, sometimes energy reads can be challenging because um, either one, she doesn't believe me because <laughs> um, I know her so well, or mm-hmm. two, it actually... It takes a lot of practice because I have to um, discern the difference between my thoughts and my divine guidance, which I've I've done for decades. So I, I'm pretty good about that. Um, but this is one of the warnings that they say in, in doing a read for someone who's so close to you because um, there can be a lot of layers that can be challenging because either – you don't believe yourself, or they don't believe you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, back off the sidebar. I have encouraged her to meditate for a long time, but if you can think of this as like a seesaw that, um, as one is inflamed or you know ignited, the other one is depleted because it's working so hard to bring equilibrium to both. Mm. So, with your and it doesn't have to be your stomach right so that that is the point that is the uh, amazing thing about this system is when we can look at your sense organ and the work organ and all, I mean truly I I find it all like a checklist like it's like boom 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 yep you have all those things right but that's actually just the louder presenting issue mm. just like the kid on the playgo- playground that's mm. quiet mm-hmm. like you want to Go and give some energy and some love there to them. Mm. So in providing more rest and calm and, you know, like you said, you have so many thoughts running around in the mind Mm -hmm. right now because you've learned so much and you've gathered so much. The meditation is this assimilation time. Mm -hmm. The meditation is the separation moment Mm. where you can still the mind and allow all of it to integrate together effortlessly. Oh my gosh, I have chills right now. (laughs) So because that is what the third chakra is, this efforting, and even your paperwork even said efforting a bunch in Mm. here, actually, Mm -hmm. what we just read. I'm not going to turn back the five pages, (laughs) (laughs) but it actually said effort in in there. And that is very descriptive of the solar plexus is this effort, push, go, go. I'm going to make this happen, right? Mm -hmm. Like that is the energy of the third chakra where the crown chakra is this allowance. It is this state of allowing and witnessing and just separating yourself from recognizing you are this human body, but you are this divine, you are divine soul in these human clothes, Mm -hmm. having this human experience. So when we can strengthen and allow that crown chakra energy to be strengthened, it then brings equilibrium to both centers.
1: Very interestingly, just a couple of weeks ago, I was talking About how I really just, a goal of mine is to just find more quiet. Mm -hmm. I mean, whether it's meditating or, Mm -hmm. because I do know that when I have that quiet, guidance does come to me. Mm -hmm. You know, I know that because it's happened Mm -hmm. before, Mm
0: -hmm. but I
1: think I'm not allowing for that time to happen. Mm -hmm. So then that guidance, you know, it's still out there. Mm -hmm. Um, So very interesting, literally two two weeks ago, Mm -hmm. I was talking about this. Then mm. I, I uh, goal of mine is to find that quiet.
0: Nice. Yeah, yeah. When we pr- it's, we talk, when we pray, mm. and when we meditate is when we listen. Mm. So okay. we need both.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. All
0: right. But it doesn't even end there. <laughs> uh, of course not. <laughs> so seven to fourteen. So there was a lot of communication discussion in the toes and the hips mm. and. Uh, earlier on about your husband with the hips and all Mm -hmm, of that. mm -hmm. Um, And so 7 to 14 Mm -hmm. is our sacral chakra creation. Mm. And um, this is all about our sexual organs. It is the seat of our emotions. Mm. It is – so – as you might imagine, the work organs here are the genitals, but the sense organ here is the tongue because it is about communication. So this, I'm going to talk about this in two parts because this is seven to 14 is our sacral chakra, but the but the counterpart here is our throat chakra, which is 28 to 35. And the sense organs here are the ears. The work organ here is the mouth. So What may have been planted as a seed from seven to 14 may have then expressed itself between 28 to 35. Hmm. Let me say that again. (laughs) No. What may have been planted as a seed emotionally around communication and your ability to, and this is where I feel like even predating oh I'm sorry no this is right this is this is right this isn't even a predate <laughs> at 9 you immigrated here mm-hmm. and at that time there there was something back in your paperwork that talked about communication suppression that you just had to be quiet and push through mm-hmm. get through to get here and I know you know you've you've shared a little bit of that challenge mm-hmm. you know that challenging experience of just like okay i just had to like you know be quiet and like get through it and just get here mm-hmm. so from that age of 7 to 14 you know having that communication suppression that then possibly showed up in the ages of 28 to 35
1: hmm. okay i'd have to totally think about that some more but i mean when you say communication during the that initial age gap the one thing of course that sticks out is yeah immigrating here not speaking english despite Mm -hmm. learning english right um despite learning english and it being the worst subject that i had Mm -hmm. so showing up here what in the fourth grade first i still remember the first day of fourth grade had no idea what the teacher was talking about. It was it was like Charlie Brown's teacher, wah, 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 wah. like he just kept talking. <laughs> yeah. When I heard my name, yeah, okay, that that was the only thing I understood. And mm-hmm. I mean, I learned it very quickly because I did have a base. But boy, I don't, I, I wonder how I communicated that first month of mm-hmm. of being here. You know, mm-hmm. so learning a whole new language, learning to be proficient in that language, mm-hmm. that all happened right at nine, ten. Isn't
0: this interesting? uh, Because you talk about how we kind of tapped in a little bit about, you know, okay, I'm sharing transactionally, but not emotionally. But even to think back from seven to fourteen, like that, how long it would have had to take to gain that confidence Mm. to feel comfortable sharing, right? To
1: Okay, what that triggers for me is thinking that, okay, this goes with just my personality of being a perfectionist too, mm-hmm. is that I, well, I would have to rehearse in my head what I want to say mm-hmm. and made sure that it's it was okay, mm-hmm. you know, before it came out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. This is how it was when I learned a language too. Actually, when I went back to study, well, whether it's Spanish or restudied Chinese. Now, I, I did speak Chinese as my first language, but definitely, you know, I kind of let it go. Well, let it go. I mean, I, I continue to speak it, but um, mm-hmm. I certainly my, my proficiency in, in Chinese is not as great. And then when I went to college, I studied a different dialect. And that dialect, mm-hmm. I know for sure. <laughs> when I tried to speak it, I would have to form the entire sentence in my head, made sure it was right before it came out of
0: mm-hmm. my mouth.
1: So mm-hmm. I don't know if that's at all related, but the suppression, I guess, is, is right. what we're talking about, yeah. like, I, yeah. I, I couldn't just like, rah, let it out. Right. I
0: right. had to go,
1: Okay, no, I'm gonna make sure because I cannot, I cannot be wrong. That's the other thing too, right? Mm-hmm. I had to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And so I have to be able to say this right perfectly. And, and, oh, and even when I studied Italian for the very short time that I did, oh, yeah, I had the form in my head. Mm, no, no, and it would take me forever mm-hmm. to communicate. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, so how, let's see, and then you said the second age gap. So it was
0: 7 to 14 yes. is uh, when that initially, was so that's the emotional seed. Right. And then its counterpart, the throat chakra, is 28 to 35. 20 to 35. So okay, I know when you, when you talked about this initially with the hips, mm-hmm. I think it was the hips, because yeah. you said it's been here for decades. Yeah. So like did so the hip pain it, mm-hmm. then show up during this window yeah. of 28 to 35?
1: Oh, the hip pain. Mhm. Or the foot pain. Foot pain might oh, have I'm shown sorry.
0: up. I I don't remember which yeah. one. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. The 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 foot pain, the the nerve, the Morton's neuroma was the is the oh, yeah, decades. was around yes. Okay. And that could have been maybe by 35. Let's see, 35.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's so 28 there. to 35. Yeah. So it
1: wouldn't seven, have been 28 20, cuz I was still in New York then. So it was after I moved back here to California,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and
0: well, and isn't that interesting? Just from a from a state culture, mm.
1: <laughs>
0: just from like a, a society state culture. I mean, I think you know, stereotypically mm. New Yorkers say more what's on their mind mm. than what Californias would mm. too. Like, mm. there's a bit more suppression mm-hmm. of <laughs> mm. <Yeah. laughs> just like state uh, stereotype.
1: Well. Uh... Yeah. So I, I, you know, I honestly can't pinpoint the year, mm-hmm. but it would have been possibly, let's see, yeah, in my 30s mm-hmm. that that first showed up, the, the foot, the Morton's Neuroma, mm-hmm. when I was first diagnosed. Mm-hmm. But during that time, I, I the only thing I can think of is at the beginning of that time frame, I was in probably my first serious relationship. Mm-hmm. And that was... Honestly, when I first learned how to communicate, because I don't think I was communicating, mm-hmm. you know, with my then boyfriend until I learned some <laughs> learned some things in therapy, couples therapy with him. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure I was not expressing myself, <laughs> you know,
0: fully. Mm-hmm.
1: Does that cover mm-hmm. some of it?
0: Yeah, and I, w- I just was looking back on... Uh, The Morton's Neuroma, Mm. and it says, fear of the future and afraid to step forward in life. Confusion about themselves and other people in life. They prefer to stick where they are rather than make a mistake, Mm. afraid to make a move. And so interesting that you said that you had moved out here for the boyfriend and, you know, like, was it, you know, you were in counseling. So it was like, okay. Oh,
1: no, no, I didn't. Oh, like okay, afraid wait.
0: to make the move, right? Afraid, not sure about the future. Stepping forward in life.
1: Did I move back here in 35? Oh boy, can I can I do some <laughs> oh, math <boy>. real quick? <laughs> sure. Can I do some math real quick here because it would be very interesting? Oh wait, uh, when was I 35? Oh yeah, okay. I turned 30. Okay, so I would have moved. Yeah. I had my first – at the beginning of that time period, mm-hmm. I would have had my first significant relationship at the – towards the end of that. Mm-hmm. I had moved back to California from New York mm-hmm. for a guy, yes, which did not turn out to be <laughs> – yeah, That was
0: Right, the fear about move. moving forward. Yeah, oh, right. <laughs>
1: I, I, I can tell you mm-hmm. – oh, my gosh. Okay, this just connected again. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Okay, you said stomach, right? Yes. Two times in my life have I felt an intense – Pain in my abdomen—I I don't know the stomach or where—but mm-hmm. doubled over in pain. Mm. And one of those times had to do with the decision to move back to California or not. Mm. Okay, is that is that all connected? Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. <laughs> okay, because
1: <laughs> because I didn't know. I like I, I wanted to, but I I just mm-hmm. it was such a huge step and decision for me that I I I did not know what to do, mm-hmm. and I. Was doubled over in pain be, mm-hmm. due to the stress of that decision. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. thirty-five. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So where the N- Morton's neuroma might have started would have possibly been as early as maybe thirty-five. Yeah. Possible. Yes.
0: Mm. Yep. Yep. It's amazing. Yes. <laughs> but what we can do with this, mm. yes, is beginning to recognize. One, we heal the gut by healing the mind. So I encourage you to take your quiet time and your meditation time. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> You honey, can begin. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> you can begin with my short five-minute, eight-minute mm-hmm. meditations. But – In doing so, you are going to, one, I think you're going to find that it doesn't take that much quiet to feel peaceful. Mm. So even Mm -hmm. just five minutes a day makes a huge, huge difference in your state of your day. Mm -hmm. And that can be in the morning. That can be before you go to sleep at night. You're like, I know, you've been saying this for years. (laughs) (laughs) You have. (laughs) And, you know, from a communication standpoint, I think I'll include my inner child meditations in the links down below. But I think, you know, going back and giving that little girl permission to make a mistake, Mm -hmm. to give her permission to just say what she needs to say Mm -hmm. and to feel safe enough to connect emotionally, I think will be really healing because as we go back energetically and emotionally in our mind and empower that little girl, Mm. we then bring that strength and empowerment forward into the present day. Mm. And so we can actually heal along the timeline. Like, no, we can't physically go back and change things, Mm -hmm. but we can energetically and Mm. emotionally. And then that shifts our being here Mm. in the present moment.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: All right. Nice. Okay. Okay. Do you have any other questions? That was so Full and amazing. Oh, my gosh.
1: That's just with the <laughs> I know, physical? I don't oh, know. Boy. This might
0: be um, maybe a double session. This episode. might be
1: a two-parter. <laughs> might be a, you
0: Oof. might be my first two-part episode, <laughs> oh. I think, because um, there's still so much. <laughs> oh. Yes. But do you have any questions about that? I don't think so. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Because you cannot make this up, <laughs> we had just... Press pause because it's been such a lengthy session. And she was then telling me about now she had this pain in her hand.
1: Recent, very recent.
0: Like right now, like since we've been talking? No, 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 not since we, but like in the last week. Oh, right. Oh, right. Because yeah. she had said oh, it was from something else. And I said, okay. <laughs> It's all connected. You're going to tell me it's all connected. Yeah. She said it was because of her scissors. And so, it's kitchen shears, yes. Yes. So, is this the, the spot? On my right hand. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, no. I will include this link down below. <laughs> but so, this acupuncture point mm-hmm. <clears throat> is called our great eliminator. It's called the Union Valley acupuncture point. And it is effective for relieving pain, headaches, Regulating elimination and clearing out symptoms in the head and the intestines.
1: Okay. <laughs> clearing <laughs> symptoms right. in the head. Yeah, clearing could, sim-
0: sh- but it also says clearing symptoms in the head and the intestines. intestines. Right. Okay. So again, with the gut brain axis. Mm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Below you will find a little bit more about the magic of this point and how you can use it to support your mind, body and spirit to allow change and let go of the things that are no longer meant for your system. So this is actually a really great point for migraines, which is why I knew of this point Mm. is because if you have migraines, rubbing on this point is Mm -hmm. actually like really helpful, but it helps to eliminate the mind clutter. Mm. It helps to exterminate the intestinal toxin, Mm. (laughs) which will then bring balance and strength to both of these energy centers and bring... Uh, bring balance here into all of that. So I think even just rubbing that, I think is really powerful and helpful, Um, but it had nothing to do with your kitchen shears.
1: (laughs) Oh, interesting. Because it was only after using the kitchen shears that I felt this pain.
0: Except that I would tell you that if the energy isn't weak, the body won't injure. If the energy... If the energy isn't weak weakened because okay. of an emotional feeling, an mm-hmm. emotional thought, mm-hmm. it weakens the energy in that area of our body. If the energy isn't weak, the body won't injure.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: Right, right. Was that right? Wait. Okay. If the if, bo- the if the energy Yeah, is if it's not the ener- weak. Right. Mm-hmm. So when and then the the positive phrasing of that is when the energy is strong, the body will remain strong. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. But the body only injures when the energy is weak. It's weak in that spot. So how do you strengthen
1: this spot? Meditate. Get, mind clutter. Yeah, okay. See, it's all connected. Find the quiet time. Meditate. Oh, jeez. Okay. I'm going to – the next body part that's going to fail or something, I'm going to bring to She's you like, like hey, I'm- is this more more confirmation that I just need to go find quiet and meditate? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Oh, boy. Uh. <laughs> it's so
0: great. I'm so glad we took a break and that came out because you cannot make this up. And it's just – but look at This is the beauty of it. It is a big puzzle. And literally all the pieces are telling you exactly what what it's asking for you to heal. That's all. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for listening. I mean, isn't this crazy? It's so amazing to see how our bodies guide us toward the emotional healing that we need by giving us all these physical symptoms. It's so amazing. I'm so happy you have journeyed with us here. And next week, we will dive into the destiny cards of this guest and how all of that plays into her physical ailments here. Thank you so much for subscribing and sharing with your friends who are also struggling with all of these ailments. And be sure to... To sign up for my newsletter at lovehealthrive.com. And until then, as always, love yourself enough to heal, heal yourself enough to thrive. Take care.